this concept of a purpose for one's life. Sometimes it is handed to us by our parents, sometimes just from society, sometimes it comes untraceably. It comes, you know, I need a purpose for what what is the purpose for my life? And sometimes people try many things and find that uh, that is not the true purpose of my life. They they have not found something. The purpose of your life, if you want, I can say I'd rather propose something that not so much purpose but opportunity of the life. Because as long as you are personal, we cannot read life truthfully. And so many things your mind will present. Yes, this thing to do, that thing to do. And it just keeps you on a treadmill of thinking, yeah, yes, you know, the next thing and the next thing, and pay very little attention to yourself. You say here, however, I have the feeling that I cannot grasp the purpose of my life, for I wish to serve a God who does not need to be served. In a way, there is something in that. It's not that we are serving God. God is not disabled. And oh, I need all these humans to do this for me because I can't quite move today. With not service does not mean that. Service is for you. Service is for us to grow and to grow in unselfishness and generosity and kindness. There is a path called Kama Yoga, which is the path to God to selfless service. It means that we serve. Uh, humanity, we serve life, not just humanity, all of life, without wanting to get something out of it. Like we serve because we feel compelled to serve. I have met some beautiful beings like this in India, even in my re- recent trip. Of they take a joy in service. So even when some task others may see, whoa, but how could you do that? It's so hard carrying all these things up this hill to this place. You know, and they're not doing it like bodybuilders to kind of build up some muscles. They're doing it out of love and like this. I, it feels like that. They're not doing it so much, oh, God will be pleased. Some people feel, I'm trying to please God. And this is okay. At least it's not trying to please their ego. Or unless is there, they're trying to please an ego that like to feel like it's pleasing God. I don't know. But... I can just say that there's something in us that, uh, as we become more true, our discernment become much more pure. I wish also to be part of His plan, but also understand that there's nothing to do. So something to do with maybe a, a kind of Christian orientation, and now discovering more yourself, not as a person who is going to be rewarded by God and find your purpose from that paradigm of looking, but more discovering that you are consciousness. And consciousness is not just the lazy man's way to enlightenment. Consciousness is discovering that actually it's not so much about the doing, but rather to know yourself as the very being itself. And that doing, the activities and actions are the play of the life force or the prana. The life force is the animating power of the universe. 
maybe this is not easy to understand for many people. So the sense of doing good, okay, let's leave it like that. I do this and I do that for now. You know, we say, I do, I do, I do this thing. But what we see in many cases that this feeling of I often accumulate arrogance and pride, a sense of specialness, or the other extreme of unworthiness, unsuccessful, rejected, and these things. As long as the feeling of I in us takes a personal mode, then our we enjoy and suffer the consequences of identifying as an I personally, or the I which is consciousness, which is impersonal. This is why I said earlier, don't make your stand as I in the body-mind field. If your I is placed as consciousness, everything becomes beautiful, more smooth. I will continue this great letter. I wish to be a part of God's plan, but also understand there is nothing to do. This is a mental uh, thing, to an extent, because even understand, it's not that there is nothing to do, activities will still continue to happen. But yourself acting as the doer of them will diminish in its sense of importance. Because it's not just the doing, doing, but uh, who you are in that doing. It's not just the actions, actions, actions. But if you feel, I am the doer of it, pride may come. If you see, by paying attention to your own being, that things happen unexpectedly, and very often when you're quiet and open, you see that in these happenings, although they appear to be spontaneous and unexpected, somehow carries you within them in a way that seems cared for and harmonious. This is the one that's not doing. You see, activities happen through this body, but still there's a sense that I'm not really doing Many people in it's in satsang when they work together, like for instance, when we have had to travel to another country for satsang, our team may have to go to an ashram that hasn't been used for some months, so it looks neglected and it needs cleaning. And we all come together to work together. And many people will tell you, it's like we were wind assisted. It was like the wind of grace has carried us. We felt that we had to do so many things, get so dirty, but it turned out to be such a joy. We felt privileged to be part of this group because if we sweated, our sweat tasted sweet to us because it was a joy. We were pulled into an unexpected vibration of much joy and we simply became unafraid of participating like that. In a sense, they're saying, we forgot ourselves, and we became ourselves. You see? So, Daniel, let me read a little bit more from you. Although there is always more silence in my life, there is also a huge worry that I won't be useful to God. Let me tell you something. In this play of life, whether you like it or not, you play a role that has been designated to play. Okay? The role in itself, in its outer expression, is one thing, but 
you are to understand inside your being your true nature. You see, someone can be awake to the fullness of the truth of who they are. And they may continue like before being a shoe, a shoe, a shoe shiner or a dustman or a doctor or a politician, you see, on the outer side. They are doing that, but they have fulfilled their life's opportunity and purpose. They have awakened to the truth. So if there's a God who's going to judge you, he's not going to say, listen, I made you with so, many, so much potential and you just end up working in supermarket. What am I going to do with you? No, that's a very human thing. No, your realization, your realization, you see, is what's important, that you wake up to the truth of who you are. That is your work. That is your purpose and your opportunity, above all things. Because whatever human beings have done, you know, largely gets forgotten, even by our own self. Let's think of yesterday. Yesterday was just in some way, just like we're sitting now, and I can look at you, or you can look at me. You're sitting here. You're aware of your sense of presence and all of this now. Yesterday had the same quality of perceiving. It was rich. It was in the moment. It was The pulse of life was very exact in each moment, like that. But it is gone. It is gone. I cannot reach back and take a sample of yesterday and bring it back and show you today. That is the nature of the play of life, of the nature of forms and shape and time. It's continuous flux. okay? And yet there is something here that's not a flux. It is aware of movement. And it's aware of movement by itself being totally still. This is how it is, you see. We have to realize what is that principle? What is that? That all of life, in all of its most rigorous expression, cannot affect it. A great sage, Sri Sri Nisagadatta Maharaj, he said this thing. He said, I am that principle that witnessed the dissolution of the entire universe, yet I remain untouched. <laughs> Little man from Mumbai smoking bidis. He's saying this. He's saying this. A giant of spirituality and of realization. It's not so much about what you do, but what you come to realize about yourself and what you are. This satsang, this gathering today, is just for that opportunity. That is the opportunity. You are fulfilling your opportunity and your purpose by being present to check within yourself and to look and to come to the place of such total stillness, such total perfection as I perceive within this body-mind, and know without any doubt that that is the fundamental reality of yourself. And it is not a concept, it is not a philosophy, it is not a religion, it is not even a path, even, you see.
when will non-doing becomes service? When there's non-doing without a non-doer, the greatest service is rendered. You see? There is a saying, a Buddhist saying, it says, chopping chopping wood before enlightenment chopping wood and something about water like fetching water chopping wood before enlightenment after enlightenment fetching water chopping wood they said that i read it no but i had it something said before enlightenment chopping wood and fetching water same way after enlightenment Chopping wood and fetching water, but I said, but no wood chopper, no water fetcher. What it means, the identity of being the doer of it was just. Uh, it's like giving a natural, universal happening, hmm, the shape of an individual doer accomplishing it but it is happening by itself and it is happening in front of your own presence and consciousness but when the sense when consciousness plays as a human being it wants the recognition of being a person i did this i oh i did this really well i did this better than you that's where the the the, the false subject comes from actually but it you know it doesn't go away so easily. And I will tell you, don't try to force its leaving. Only try to understand this. And to also, not just to understand, but to, to verify, to prove it. You see, you are experiencing anyway. You cannot go and say, okay, today, um, I've experienced enough. So tomorrow, or yesterday, I've been from I've been experiencing so much. Today, I'm having a take. Uh, I'm taking a day off from experiencing. I'm not going to experience anything. You can't stop experiencing. Experiencing is just happening. You're not the doer of experiencing. Experiencing takes place in consciousness, witnessed in consciousness. Who is this witness? You are here. Give this a chance, because I feel that we have been too deeply impregnated with this concept of being a doer. And the doer idea in us makes us largely over-responsible, not responsible, pride, arrogance, all of these things came in with it. When will non-doing becomes service? How can I serve, even before completing my task of realizing my true nature? Realize the task. I wouldn't putting a task of realizing. I say the opportunity and the joy of realizing your true nature. That is, I would put it, the single most important opportunity. The highest realization in the human kingdom is to wake up to the truth of what you are. That's what happened in the case of the Buddha, 
of the Lord Christ, of Lord Rama, or like this, Sri Ananda Mahima, uh, Papaji, Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj, Sri Ramana Maharishi, so many, so many who has gone before. And same for you. Same for you. These masters, they awakened to the truth of themselves. Some of them became very quiet, some became very active. Doesn't matter. What whatever is your parabdha karma, meaning that whatever this body was brought in to do, the function, it will happen. But it will not affect your realization. You see? And uh, I am so with you on this one. I'm so with you. Daniel, I'm so with you on it, you know. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I feel I feel like I have no more control or no more influence over that process of of self-realization. And I feel like even when I when I get up get fed up with searching, it just uh, goes on by itself and the, the moments just come. The, the the realizations, uh, the smaller realizations, and uh, yeah, that inner wisdom. All is... of that, all of that is the activity of the mind, the mind body consciousness. Uh, right now, right now, for everyone who is here, I would just say, just like I'm putting this paper down, this letter down, this beautiful letter down. Let's just uh, uh, for a moment um, be willing to. Just let go of our questions. Just put them aside for a moment. And whatever thoughts are coming in the mind and so on, you cannot be able to take them out and put them somewhere, but uh, something just as good is just be willing to ignore them for a moment. Just like the children are crying, but everything is fine. Just leave them for a moment. I need your attention for just a couple of moments. Simply be not giving attention to anything that appears or arises in your mind, from just for the moment. Afterwards, you can go back and do this. But I want to see if it really is possible for you to be totally, totally empty for a moment. And by empty, I don't mean like, yeah, there's something sticking in my brain here, and I can't get it out. No, uh, just leave it for a moment. Don't give your attention. Not giving your attention to something is itself emptiness. You don't have to go and take it somewhere and detonate it in some bomb or something to get rid of something. Simply not giving your attention. Your attention, attention is one of your superpowers. It's so much uh, potent inside your being that wherever your attention goes, whatever it lands on, you're calling it your experience. Attention has been given a very, very high, uh, you know, standing, but still, it is not you. So much so that if attention is erratic or restless, you are able to say, "My attention is very, very. I can't focus right now. My attention is all over the place." Something weaknesses even attention. That in which attention or inattention is weakness is greater than attention. So don't worry. 
All I'm saying, don't give out your attention to anything at the moment. Just for a few moments. Leave everything for now. Just as though a space has opened and everything is just out. And do it. You can. It's very safe. I am here with you. Say, just allow this now. So whatever thought of past or future, or even of your most intimate personal identity and memories, just leave this, leave them for a moment. Leave them. Just like when you go into sleep, into and deep sleep has happened, all those are nowhere to be found. But now you are doing it consciously. Consciously leave everything. It's possible. It's possible. Do. And it does not take long. Some people can be in this state um, in an instant. If you say yes, but some thoughts are still here buzzing around like 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 wasps, it doesn't matter. Uh, don't give them attention and leave them there. Learn to do this. If you don't succeed tonight, uh, keep practicing and see. It becomes easier. So leave everything. Leave everything right now. Hold on to no shape at all. If everything that was perceivable was taken away, one by one or all together, so all are gone, as it is now, are you not here? Yes. Yes. So when I say you, I'm saying that even all your history, your personality, your albums, your relationships, your aspirations, your projections, everything that you could call associated, all that leave aside, there remains something here that cannot be taken out, cannot be removed. Are you aware of this? Yes. Are you dead? No, it is just my presence. I... You say this is your presence? But I... I think so. I can, can give it any name. Yes. Don't create. Don't imagine. It needs no help from anyone, including any sense of you. It's simply here. In fact, it's more here than you. It's more here than the you that you consider yourself to be. No imagination, no creative thinking, no time needed. This, this that you are paying attention to, Is this a religion here? No. No. Does it have any purpose? No. Can it be sick or 
frustrated at all? No. Can it belong to one nation or one person and not to another? No. I want to ask this for all of you also. This, this, that is simply here. Can it be pushed away? No. Can it fade? Can it fade? Just imagine that. Okay, use your imagination. Tomorrow, tomorrow, you know, you have to go to work and so on. Can it go away? Is it a mood? Is it a feeling? Did you create it? No. Can it? Uh, can it judge? Does it judge anyone? Does it look towards a sense of a you and say, "Oh, what have you done with this opportunity and purpose I've made for you?" Is there anything like that in it? Was it born? Does it have a date of birth? Can it end? Can it die? Is it happy that we are speaking about it? I'm just so lost right now, like who, who, who is this I that is lost? I cannot find it. Ah, you know why you cannot find this I? Because it cannot exist here. Don't panic. I'm here. <laughs> Okay. The mind is saying, Oh, I'm lost, I'm lost. Oh, where am I? I can't find it. But it's just wind. You're here. This is you too. In fact, uh, this is you, yourself, what you are, not personally. This is you totally, in fact. Here, do you have a history? You see, as long as you are holding on to the past, or mind, or identity, some fear might come here. But if you truly leave them aside, you are finally home. Exactly this is what the Buddha discovered. This is at the heart of Christ Consciousness, Krishna Consciousness.
this is your God Self, your Consciousness Self. It has no history, uncreated, imperishable. Can it suffer from thoughts? Can it have bad days? Look for yourselves, all of you. Is it personal? The person and the personal is highly overrated, imagined. This is your true place. This is the only place that you can say is eternal or timeless, deathless. This is your imperishable life. Of course, the mind is going to rebel and say, Oh, look at that, you know, you've lost, you lost what you're gonna do. Where's going to be your future now? How who's going to want to be with you? And all this kind of stuff. And if you're clinging to those old regime of identity, fear will come for you. You see, although this is my natural state, functioning in the world happens. I can still send an email or speak like I am now. I will enjoy my 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 meals. I love going to the walk in the forest, uh, speak with friends, and everything is natural for me. But nothing is really sticking, and it need not be sticky. I have a family, I have a son and a daughter. I have all these things are here with me. You see? But can trouble come? Yes, some things can come like this, but they're so superficial. And none of them stay. Everything that comes goes. This is the nature of things. And that is the nature of shapes. All come, all go. There's nothing bad in that. It is truthful. From the beginning of the play of time, it has been like that. But here that I'm pointing you to, there is no time. We have not really understood. We have brought here sometimes our own concepts, wanting your our conceptual identity to have a role here. There is no roles here. Here, there is only the pure bliss of the real. Here, the perfume is love, and peace, and joy, and harmony. Here, when you speak, wisdom comes. Am I speaking about a positive state? It is beyond positive and negative. It is pure. And whether you like it or not, it is your fundamental nature. But you can only know this when you wake up to it. 
If there is a sadness, it is that a life is lived in the plane and in the notion or mode of only ego. And to be asleep to this, to not be aware of this. Because here, I am not pushing life about. I need not hold on to ambitions about life. I am not thinking about future, because in every instant, my life is as it is, and it is enough, and it is complete. We search for happiness. Why? Because we are unhappy. You search for success, because you feel presently you are not successful. But the truth is beyond success and failure. I am at this place. You know, Guruji, I, I came to to Portugal looking for you, but yeah. um, I never expected to find you in in this way. So, thank you very much. Very yes. very much. I am very happy when I read your letters and I see. I don't see you there. I see you behind it, here with me. I read your letter, no? I read the words of your letter, the words that come also from your mind and, and from conditioning and culture. I understand these words. I understand them. I understand this life. You see? It's not I'm not an alien to them. I understand them. But I want to introduce you uh, to the one um, who is before all of this and after all of this, who is always present. That is your true nature, eternally happy and at peace. Are you capable of feeling sadness and anger? Yes, all these waves can come, but none of them stick. Everything can flow. I don't have the feeling anymore, this should not happen, that could never happen. No, anything can happen. I see it enough times. But what I am is not a happening. What I am just is. And it is not my belief, it is not my philosophy, it is not my religion. It is only myself. It is yourself also. The more you come to recognize it, as I try to point, I cannot I can point you more easily to what you are not. I can't point you to what you are, because it's in no direction I can see. Behind the pointing finger and what it intends to find. You are already here, in a place of total stillness. You only have to somehow get accustomed to um, your emptiness also. Emptiness, fullness, it means the same thing to me. They are just words. When I speak of the Self, it is not a word, it is not a concept, it is not a belief, it is not a place that I go to. It is the Self, and the Self of every being. It is not my personal self, so I have nothing to boast about. Hey, look over here, I have got the self. No, I am the self. You are also the self. But to awaken to this and to recognize it experientially, this is the opportunity that I see and I try to encourage you towards. The old ways of thinking has not served you, it has made you feel like a failure. I am not showing you a new way of thinking necessarily. I'm showing you what is timeless in you. Because if I show you a new way of thinking, 
it will bring its own new troubles also. I only try to show you where you are totally at rest, totally at peace, totally happy, totally fulfilled. And it's not a personal accomplishment. And I love you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I love you so much. Everything about you truly is lovable. All of you, everyone. Yes. Because only from the Self can love really flourish, for the Self, to the Self, by the Self, in the Self. I have these meetings like this, just to have the opportunity to keep reminding you, until you need not be reminded. And uh, it's a great joy and privilege for me. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Remember, it takes, as I said earlier, the personal state is a, is a high-maintenance state, and it produces so little. It takes a lot of energy to be a person. But we are so used to it, it feels like we don't take any energy. But in reality, it takes no energy to be your true Self. But from the standpoint of the person, it's really hard to be your true self. This is the paradox, you see. And this paradox is changing as we speak and as we are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, okay, okay. I feel it's a good note to. To leave and to end on today. This session is coming to a close. My words will stop. But what I am and what you are will never close and can never stop. And that is my happy message to you. What I say will disappear in the wind, but where I speak from can never leave. I only come to remind you of the, the purity, uh, the love. All my words are failed. All my words, everything I say with words, they fail. I cannot convey. I am my words, and uh, I am what you are point- I'm pointing you to, uh, and you are what I'm pointing you to. Uh, that is my happy message. I say happy because it cannot fail, you know. Mm. So, I would like to take just a few moments to to sit quietly with you, if you allow me to do this, uh, before we come to close.
and to thank you for your attention. I know that sometimes when we speak like this, because the mind is present, no, he comes. And to be truthful, the mind has to hear this also. But he rebels while he's in this world and while he's in the shape that you have given him. He will rebel. He is the voice that feels intimate to you, uh, even a part of you. Mm. The mind is what brings and is spoken of as the carnal self. He is largely uh, function as the deceiver. When the Spirit of Truth incarnates into a body, and takes on the qualities of the form, it is deceivable. And the mind comes to play the role of the deceiver. Somewhere in all of this is a tremendous love of God and of Truth, that we must experience this game. And by the power and the wisdom that is latent within ourselves, to transcend, to transcend this uh, realm of illusions and delusions. It's only a question of time. For some people, it's today. Others, maybe tomorrow, maybe later, maybe another life. I don't know, but I am here with you today, and um, and happy that beings such as yourself are on this planet. Because if you were not, if there was no interest for the truth, I would not wish to be here. So with this love, I come to you, and uh, just to remind. Father is not waiting. He's always here. The truth is not waiting. It's not impatient. It's not judging. It's not like a human being. It's perfect. And the greatest news of all, this is the real you. Thank you.
चरणों में स्वामी 